Hello, fellow Powderhounds, and welcome to the Powderhounds Podcast, a ski trivia game podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Shaw. You can follow me on Twitter at PowderhoundSkis. You can also email me at PowderhoundSkiTrivia at gmail.com for comments, questions, or corrections. Let's get to it. Since we last spoke, I've been circling the region, hitting 13 ski areas across five states. Those states, Connecticut, New Hampshire, New York, Maine, and Vermont. That hit list includes Catamount, Cochran's, Bolton Valley, Jay Peak, Mad River Glen, Middlebury Snowball, Mohawk, Pat's Peak, Snow Ridge, Suicide Six, West, Willard, and last, but certainly not least, Macaulay Mountain. Ever heard of Macaulay? Probably not, unless you ski in the Adirondacks. We're gonna get into it, but suffice to say, it's worth a stop, especially after any snowfall, significant or marginal. About that snowfall, Macaulay gets hammered with lake effect snow. With the cold temperatures of Western New York and only a busload or two of skiers and riders on mountain at a time, that snow on the ground holds up. For a smaller ski area, Macaulay packs a punch. Speaking of punch, the music inspiration is Tighten Up by the Black Keys. In this case, the punch referring to the comical music video with over 85 million views. <laughs> Deeper into my inspiration, the mountain is sick in so many ways, and I'm aching now, I'm aching now, after an endless day of laps on moguls and in the glades. And even though my badge, or in this case, lift ticket, was only good for one day, my ski heart remains at Macaulay. While you try to make sense of all that by cross-checking song lyrics, I invite you to sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding. Powderhounds. Moving on to our first segment, a familiar one, Tips Up, your read, listen, and watch recommendations. We begin with a read recommendation. This is from Ski Magazine. The article is entitled, Ski Resorts with Lift Tickets Under $50. Yes, this is from a January 27th, 2022 publication. $50 lift tickets do exist. Now, according to the National Ski Areas Association, NSAA for short, the average weekend regular season walk-up lift ticket price across the country is now, drumroll please, wait for it, this is going to hurt, $142. Yeah, triple digits. Now, this probably isn't terribly surprising given the expensive undertaking that is required to run lifts, snowmaking, and pay employees and keep up with insurance costs. So as one GM quoted in the article says, or shared, 
prices are always going to increase. <laughs> so it's good to know that at least there's that $50 baseline somewhere in Ski World, which the article gets into deeply. I won't, but suffice to say, if you don't have a mega pass or season pass and you have to reluctantly take that long walk to the unknown, the ticket booth for a day lift ticket, that pricing may not completely knock you down. You can ski for $50 a day, but you certainly have to avoid holiday periods, visit smaller ski areas perhaps you don't aren't familiar with, and buy limited time slots or access, so not on the busiest parts of the day. Now in the east, there is a few options, one of which is in New Hampshire, Black Mountain, about four hours from my part of the world, sells midweek lift tickets for $50 flat. Weekends and holidays, the price jumps to $72, uh, but you can access discounted lift tickets through Ski New Hampshire. They have since sold out, but they were available earlier in the year, and I'm sure they'll be back next year. In Vermont, Middlebury Snowball has a midweek uh, day ticket for $35, excuse me, $40, but if you only ski 9 to 12.30 p.m., essentially a four-hour window, it's only $35. In New York, I just got back from our featured ski area, Macaulay, having uh, only had to shell out $25 for an adult full-day lift ticket. Again, it was a weekday, but bottom line, these prices do exist. You just got to look for them. Now, out west, there are a lot more options for $50 uh, lift tickets, I'm not going to get into it, but the article certainly does. And similarly, in the Midwest, there actually is a surprising amount of options as well. Moving on to a watch recommendation. This is must-see TV, kids and friends. Big Sky, Montana, 2025, the final chapter. Big Sky announced earlier this week they are going to be adding a new base to Upper Mountain Gondola that will be connected to a new tram to Lone Peak and its 4,000-plus vertical feet. The top terminal of the new tram will include an all-glass viewing platform with panoramic views of the surrounding peaks and down the fall line of Lone Mountain through a glass floor. A new two-stage gondola will replace the existing Explorer chair, which has been in operation since 1973. The new gondola will extend all the way to the bowl, connecting to the lower terminal of the new tram. The mid-station will serve as a hub for future activity expansions, summer programming like mountain biking, hiking, zip lining, dining, learning center, with just multiple activities. It's going to be state-of-the-art engineering masterpiece, and it's going to move skiers and non-skiers around in a completely different way than they currently are. The project is expected to break ground this summer, 2022. The tram is expected to debut first somewhere around the 2023-2024 winter season with the gondola to follow in the 2024-2025 season. Now, if I had to venture a guess, after watching this video, you're probably going to want to check out flights to Bozeman Yellowstone for winter 2024 or 2025. Am I right? And now for that listen recommendation. This is from the Storm Ski Journal, a podcast with the Hickory Ski Center, also in New York, related to our feature ski area. The theme of which... and perhaps is applicable to all ski areas, 
that the future of skiing, at least at Hickory Ski Center, relies on sharing the risk of bad weather. Now, if you think about it, that's essentially the mega pass model. Sell discounted passes, and a lot of them, for upfront commitment of your skiers and riders. That removes the threat of bad weather that would then threaten your revenue stream in season. In Hickory's case, this is a mountain in the Adirondacks with a 1,200 foot vertical drop on all natural terrain, which means no snowmaking. The terrain is steep, narrow trails. The grooming technology dates back to the Nixon administration, <laughs> according to uh, the person interviewed. And the two pommel lifts that they operate are super low capacity and super old not what modern-day skiers and riders are used to. The point being, Hickory is probably only going to attract a really unique segment of the skier and rider population. And to do that, they're going to really limit supply with the idea that hopefully it'll drive demand up. Now, what they're doing is they're going to create a, I believe what they're calling a historic preservation license, which a skier or rider would buy for the entire winter season which then gives you access to that upper mountain with the sick terrain and the all-natural terrain. But you still have to buy a lift ticket each time you want to go skiing. So first you buy the license to access the upper mountain, and then you buy a lift ticket to actually go skiing that upper mountain. And of course, they're going to limit the amount of licenses that can be bought. So it's, again, really going to be a um, limited supply and opportunity. Now, they will have the lower mountain uh, which is a whole different pass product and lift ticket pricing that you don't have to uh, buy the historic preservation license for, meaning for those of us that are trying to hit every lift, serve, ski area in the U.S., we can still check off Hickory down the road. Now, this past week, Hickory did announce that due to a delay in the lift inspections by state regulators, they will not open the lifts this ski season, and that any licenses purchased will be carried forward to next season. So a little bit of a bump in the road, certainly, but it'll be fascinating to see how they do with another season or off season to sell those licenses and how many people end up accessing the upper mountain and if the model can ultimately work. Moving on to our main segment, Macaulay Mountain. Macaulay Mountain is located in the heart of the Adirondacks and upstate New York Lake Country, specifically, in the town of Old Forge. To get there, you have to take Scenic Route 28. The word scenic cannot be overstated. It is a stunning drive, even and maybe especially in winter, with snow-covered meadows, frozen lakes, and majestic peaks and forests in every direction. The road cuts through a small portion of the six million acre Adirondack State Park. It has to be one of the most scenic drives along the East Coast and in snowmobile country. Now, according to Macaulay's website, quote, Macaulay Mountain features top-notch grooming, designated bump runs, and glades for intermediates and experts, double black diamond runs, and easier trails from the summit. Yes, at Macaulay, newer and more conservative skiers are not relegated to the bottom of the mountain. The easier trails from the top give those skiers and snowboarders views to the high peaks from up in the skiers' alpine world, end quote. Now, Macaulay has two taglines. The first 
New York's Best Family Mountain, the second, Big Mountain Fun, Small Mountain Attitude. Now, if Macaulay's new for you, you may be wondering, what's the vibe? Well, I got a few examples for you. The first from New York Ski Blog, quote, the mountain is in good position to catch lake effect snow that will never make it as far east as Gore. Also, the front three, Helmers, Olympic, and DeCamp are the real deal, expert terrain that is often left ungroomed. Helmers, the classic lift line, to our knowledge, is never groomed. In addition, there is a significant amount of tree skiing. The biggest contiguous section, Challenger, is a wide open blast. So that was again from New York Ski Blog. Also from the Storm Ski Journal, quote, Really interesting and amazing terrain despite just 600 vertical feet, end quote. And from a stranger on Twitter, after I posted that I was there, quote unquote, Macaulay rocks. As for the vibe I felt on my visit, it was magical. And I don't use that term loosely. Now I did hit it on a weekday, so already no lift lines, no crowds, and a cheap lift ticket at $25. The snow was deep, they had, I think, received over 100 inches already on the season. They had a couple inches overnight that didn't even make it to their snow report, if you can believe it. The weather, it was warm, mid-30s warm, no wind, sun was out all day, uh, just illuminating the slopes in front of me. And got to say, got to make a little plug, the lifties were amazing. They were just running the double, and that's their summit chair. And the lifties, again, I don't know if it was the weather, the sun, fresh snow, uh, just loving their job. But they were clapping, they were dancing, to, <laughs> they were just making jokes just uh, and just chatting uh, for the moment or two that we had together. And it was just uh, a great vibe and it was hard to leave the place, especially when you're making endless laps. So no doubt about it, in my case, five-star ski day. That's the top of the heap, and can't wait to get back. Now let's move on to some objective stats, the mountain profile. Macaulay Mountain opened in 1958. Summit elevation, 2,200 feet. Base elevation, 1,563 feet. Vertical drop, 633 feet. Annual snowfall ranges between 281 inches to 400 inches. Yes, that lake affects snow. Skiable acres, 70. Trails, 21. Lifts, 5. A haul double, 2 T-bars and 2 rope toes. Average season, 105 days. Expected closing date, April 5th, 2022. So you got a bunch of time to get there. Snowmaking, 65% of the mountain or 45 to 55 acres. Night skiing, nope, unfortunately not. Uphill skiing, yes. New in 2021, a 15-kilometer cross-country ski network and snowshoe trail open to give folks another way to explore the mountain. Programs, the Macaulay Adventure Program. A few options. The first, you can buy eight two-hour lessons for $375. You can also enroll your kiddo in the Little Bears, the Rockets, or the Mountaineers program. That would be four to six years old, five to seven years old, and six to 12 years old, respectively. They also have one hour lessons for $55, and that includes a lift ticket. They do have a base lodge, the chalet, and their big pentagon-shaped windows facing the Olympic, one of the front three expert terrain trails. 
As for price, I mentioned it already, but this is the most simplified lift ticket pricing structure I've ever seen. So I'll just start with adults. $25 for a weekday lift ticket or $35 for a weekend lift ticket. Season pass, again, this is for adults, $305 or $259 if purchased by December 1st. Everything else for every other group, kids, seniors, college students, etc., is less than those prices. And kids under six ski for free, as do adults over 70. So bottom line, affordability is baked into this price structure. I hope by now you're just a little bit curious to check out Macaulay on a future ski trip. You will be glad you did. Speaking of being glad you did, it's time for ski trivia. That's right, Macaulay Mountain trivia questions, of which there are nine. Sources for today's trivia game, Macaulay Mountain's website, onthesnow.com, the Utica Observer Dispatch, and the Adirondack Explorer. So again, as always, I will read through each question once, then circle back with the answers. Here we go. The theme for the first three trivia questions is the Winter Olympics. How timely is that? Okay. How many Olympic skiers considered Macaulay home? Looking for a number there. Question number two. Which trails are named after those Olympians? Now, sure, it would be good to have the trail map in front of you, but at the same time, I'm just going to read the answers in a few minutes. Question number three. This is open-ended, looking for names. The Maple Ridge mountain biking loop is named after Olympic skiers, some of which we just talked about. So again, this is a little clunky because I don't want to reveal the number of Olympians in the previous questions for this question, but suffice to say, looking for some additional Olympic skiers, <laughs> so I guess that's the hint. Open-ended, it'll hopefully make sense once we reveal the answers. All right, question number four, switching themes. This theme is on the trail. Now I want you to select all that apply. 1958 was a big year for opening ski areas in New York. In addition to Macaulay, what other New York ski areas opened in 1958? A, Gore, B, Holiday Valley, C, Platykill, or D, Whiteface. Speaking of other ski areas, when most of us think New York skiing, these days, a couple mountains probably come to mind. Say, the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid? Well, Whiteface held the alpine skiing events. For Epic Pass holders, you probably know Hunter. For Icon Pass holders, you're probably familiar with Wyndham. And of course, there is Gore and all 110 trails with a 2,500 foot vertical drop. Which leads me into question number five and begs the question, which ski area is closest by miles to Macaulay? A, Gore, B, Hunter, C, Whiteface, or D, Wyndham? Question number six, multiple choice as well. Macaulay lifts open at 9 a.m., but have a somewhat odd closing time. What time do lifts close at Macaulay? Is it A, 3.45, B, 4.10, C, 4.45, or D, 
520. Question number seven. Also multiple choice. The lifties at Macaulay are some of the best and get high marks for their snow sculptures. What snow art is on display and can be seen when loading the chairlift? A, ducks, B, hearts, C, snowballs, D, snowmen, or E, all of the above. New theme for the next question, the theme in the summer. Multiple choice question. Macaulay operates a scenic chairlift. On a clear day, what ski area can you see from the top? A, Gore, B, Hunter, C, Whiteface, or D, Wyndham? <laughs> and finally, our last question. The mountain biking trail network at Macaulay is extensive with 15 miles of professionally built trails and more in the hopper. They have a lot of trails to name. Perhaps to expedite the trail naming process, which R-rated 1978 comedy romance movie, again, that's the official genre according to IMDb, did they choose to name all the mountain biking trails? You're going to have to guess on that one. Open-ended uh, answer there or question there. So that was it. Nine trivia questions. I'll give you a minute to think about your answers. All right, pencils down, folks. <laughs> All right, nine trivia questions on Macaulay. Apologize for the clunkiness, at least for the first half, but they're all kind of related to the initial number of the first question. So let's get to it. The, that question was, how many Olympic skiers consider Macaulay home? Again, looking for a number there. That would be two. Yes, John Louis Ahrensbeck. Unfortunately, the late John Louis Ahrensbeck was born in Utica and attended high school in Old Forge, where he competed on the high school ski team. He was also a member of the U.S. Alpine and U.S. Nordic ski teams in the 1960s and competed in the 1968 Olympics on the men's Nordic and biathlon teams. Also, Hank Kashua skied for the University of Colorado and then was on the Army ski team for two years. He was also on the U.S. ski team from 1967 to 72, skiing the World Cup circuit from 68-71, of which time he posted six top 10 finishes. And in alpine skiing at the Sapporo Olympics in 1972, he placed 25th and 11th in downhill and the giant slalom. So again, that was two. <laughs> that will then lead into the next two questions. Okay, open-ended, which trails, so two trails, are named after the Olympians? That would be Olympic or Louis Olympic run. That's the black diamond parallel to the T-bar. And when I say parallel, I mean it's right next to the T-bar. Uh, also, interesting note, the paper trail map says Louis or Louis Olympic run. Uh, the online map just says Olympic. So interesting little oddity there. Also, another note, the paper trail map says black diamond while the sign on mountain says double black diamond expert terrain only or expert only the second trail that would be hanks hollows a blue square on skiers right a little bit more tame than uh, louis olympic run so again two olympians two trails named after the two olympians and the final olympic themed question question number three the maple ridge mountain bike 
loop is named after at least four Olympic skiers, two of which we just talked about. Again, there's that number that I was trying to avoid <laughs> in the first questions. John and Hank uh, have mountain bike trails named after them. Who are the other two Olympians that have bike trails named after them on this loop? You're probably going to recognize one of the names and may not know the other. <laughs> so we'll start with the one that you probably recognize. That would be Vaughn. Lindsay Vaughn, yes. Uh, she's got the Green Loop all to herself. Now, there's lots of trails off the Green Loop, uh, one of which <laughs> bears her name. Of course, she was the gold medalist in 2010 and is one of the more well-known alpine skiers in America. And also Erin Hamlin. She is a luge, four-time Olympian in the luge in 2006, 10, 14, and 18. And she is named, or the Blue Loop uh, bears her name. Okay, there's our three Olympic questions. I know that was a lot, but I thought very timely trivia questions. All right, moving on to uh, question number four, new theme on the trail. Again, this is a pick all that apply question. 1958 was a big year for opening ski areas in New York. In addition to Macaulay, what other New York ski areas opened in 1958? A, Gore, B, Holiday Valley, C, Platykill, or D, Whiteface? That would be, again, all the apl that apply. Three ski areas opened in addition to Macaulay 1958. They are Holiday Valley, Platykill, and Whiteface. Okay, moving on to question number five. And these are the iconic maybe ski areas, depending on if you are a fan of the 1980 Winter Olympics, the Icon Pass, or the Epic Pass. Which begs the question, which ski area is closest by miles to Macaulay? Is it A, Gore, B, Hunter, C, Whiteface, or D, Wyndham? That would be, not B, but A, Gore. Yeah, score is 69 miles via Google Maps anyway, or 120 or one hour, 28 minutes, and also located on Scenic 28 at the beginning. And question number six, multiple choice. Macaulay lifts open at 9 a.m., but have a somewhat odd closing time. What time do lifts close at Macaulay? 3.45, 4.10, 4.45 or 5.20? That would be B this time, 4.10. Yeah, just uh, 4.10 they close. Hmm. Question number seven. The lifties at Macaulay are some of the best and get high marks for their snow sculptures. What snow art is on display and can be seen when loading the chairlift? Is it A, ducks, B, hearts, C, snowballs, D, snowmen, or E, all of the above? Yeah, of course it's E. It's the first time all of the above is an option. So, of course, that's the answer. And it is. Yeah, the lifties have a bunch of molds in different shapes of ducks, hearts, snowballs, and snowmen, and have them lined up on one of the railings as you load the lift. And people can take them and, you know, look at them and, you know, I guess throw them off the chair as uh, <laughs> once they get bored with them. All right, moving on to a new theme in the summer. Multiple choice. Macaulay operates a scenic chairlift. On a clear day, what ski area can you see from the top? A, Gore, B, Hunter, C, Whiteface, or D, Wyndham? Yeah, I love how the 
multiple choice are all the same mountains in New York. We have a different answer though this time. Whiteface. Yes, despite being 117 miles away, according to that previous question about distance, or two hours and 40 minute drive, Whiteface can be seen on a clear day from the summit. Yeah. All right, and the final question, question number nine, the mountain biking trail network at Macaulay is extensive with 15 miles of professionally built trails and more in the hopper. They have a lot of trails to name. To expedite the naming process, perhaps, which R-rated 1978 comedy romance movie did they choose to name all the bike trails? That would be National Lampoon's Animal House. <laughs> I kid you not, the, just a sample of the trail network names are Delta House, Dean Warmer, Ramming Speed, Take No Prisoners, Feudal and Stupid, Who's With Me, Deathmobile, Food Fight, Toga Party, Remain Calm, Conventional Weapons, Road Trip, Challenger, and by far my favorite, and I'm sure yours, Double Secret Probation. <laughs> okay, that's it. I hope this episode packed enough punch for you to get you to Macaulay Mountain on your hit list this winter season or down the road. Looks like it's 4 o'clock, or 4.10 in Macaulay's case. Time to catch the last chair. Thank you for listening. Have a question, comment, or correction? Email me at powderhoundskitrivia at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at powderhoundskis. You can also subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast Manager, Verbal, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just type Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhounds. Down the floor.